Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. We are here to do a 2023 rookie mock draft. That's what people want. That's what we're going to give them. Now that we have the declarees, we know who's going to be in the NFL draft. We're just going to go through it. We're going to start, hopefully get through three rounds. We'll see how uh, the timing goes. We'll try our hardest to get through three three rounds here. I'm going to cheat and take the first pick so these guys can uh, talk about the reasonings as to who they might have at two and three. Uh, But I'm going to go real easy. I'm just going to take B. John Robinson at the 101 and uh, say that that pick was really tough for me. (laughs) Uh, Shane, you want to go next? Yeah, look, I'll I'll go next. And I think I think 102 is really tough for me. Um, But the 102, I'm going to take Bryce Young, the quarterback of Alabama. Now, for the draft, I have C.J. Stroud higher. I, I think he's the better NFL prospect. But I think for fantasy football, the rushing ability of Bryce Young is just absolutely, you know, unmatched. He, he could be a top, you know, five, six quarterback rushing weapon in the NFL. Not going to be Lamar Jackson, but I think he could be up there. Yeah, that in – with the passing and probably going to be the first quarterback off the board, I'll take him one or two. Uh, just real quick, just want to mention this is going to be super flex, tight end, premium, rookie draft. Always. So, Nelly, you're up at the 103. Yeah, give me CJ Stroud at the 103, uh, or as, as we call him on this network, uh, Coleridge Bernard the Fourth. Um, yeah. Well, that's his name. That's his given name. You're right. We're just calling him his name. You're right. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, he declared. We waited until the last day possible to hear it, but it was never in doubt, let's be honest. Um, I don't know. Good tools uh, coming from Ohio State. I think he was a top three pick in this draft. I think uh, teams will end up trading to the top. Uh, I think he's got, like, Justin Herbert upside in terms of, like, uh, he's not going to run a ton, but he's not immobile. Right, He didn't run very much at Ohio State, but he showed in this last game against Georgia, and he's shown in the past in glimpses that he's athletic. Like He can move if he needs to. So I'm happy with him here. So 104 is actually getting more and more difficult for me. Um, and for reasons that, that you two will not agree with, and that's completely fine. Uh, 
I very seriously am contemplating taking a quarterback here. Um, but I think until we get a little bit more draft capital or even a kind of more buzz as to where some of these quarterbacks could fall, I'm still going to lean the slight edge to Jameer Gibbs. But I think that's the safer pick right now. Um, but just know, I... If you could guarantee me Anthony Richardson getting top 15 capital, Anthony Richardson is the pick here at the 104 for me. Like, just just so you know. Um, and, and some people are going to have some pushback with that. But what I'm trying to do in, in fantasy football is I'm trying to shoot for the, shoot for the ceiling, right? Uh, no player gives you a better ceiling in this rookie draft than Anthony Richardson. Um, but right now, Jameer Gibbs is just a hair safer. So I'm going to take Gibbs at the 104. Yeah, more more power to you. Uh, but yeah, I would have been nice. You could have taken Richard. I would have taken Gibbs at the 105. I would have been very happy <laughs> with that pick. Because um, the 105 is tough. Uh, once again, I think it's hard. But I, I'm going to go with my top receiver. Might not be the first drafted. But I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State at the 105. Um, I think had he played this year, this would be a no-brainer pick. He'd probably be the 104. Um, so we have that great year, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson next to him. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to step into the NFL, whether it be a slot role, I think. He can play outside. He has that ability. Um, even if he goes later in the first, I think it could be good. He could go to a, a better team, a team with a good quarterback. That would be nice for me. So I, I have some questions about um, – the, the upside receiver in this kind of tier, uh, I think JSN's the nice balance of upside and safety. Yeah, I think I'm settling on him as my my wide receiver one as well. Um, 106, I'll go Will Levis. Um, as gross as it feels, uh, as gross as it sounds, I, I, think, I think we probably have about as even of a race for the first quarterback off the board between Levis and, Young and Stroud, as it gets right now, um, I think I think workouts are going to benefit Will Levis, and they're going to hurt Bryce Young uh, in terms of his size measurements coming back. And I think Levis is a top five quarterback pick with rushing upside. So like, it's gross, right? Like, I don't think he's very good. My evaluation is that he's not very good, but. I don't think I'm better at evaluating quarterbacks than the NFL is, so I'll I'll lean on them here. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll just take the easy spot at 107. Then I contemplated Anthony Richardson at the 104. Um, pretty easily give me the Anthony Richardson at 107. Then um, again, I'm I'm shooting for the absolute ceiling, and I'm shooting from the hip. And I I realize that like Shane's the NFL draft guy, and if he tells me there's still a chance that he might not go in the first round, sure. But like it takes one team to be stupid, right? It takes one team to just see the potential in Anthony Richardson and pull that trigger. Um, and if that happens, I want Anthony Richardson on my team because when that happens, his his value goes through the roof, right? If you can give me one pre, let Shane, let's just say real quick. Let's see. We give Anthony Richardson to the Vikings, right? Uh, obviously Kirk cousins is there. Um, but what if 
Anthony Richardson in one preseason game runs for a 40 or 50 yard carry for a touchdown. And everyone's like, oh, shit, he is as fast and as good as, as people were kind of saying. And in a good offensive system. Right. There's there's a chance that that he can do really well. So I'll take Anthony Richardson to 107 and hope that if he doesn't start this season, then maybe he might start. Um, you know, in the 24 season. And that works for me too, because the value is insulated then. Yeah, it's fine. I feel like at some point we're going to have to have like an Anthony Richardson podcast. I think <laughs> I have some thoughts, but I won't, I won't bog it down. I, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion in off season for him. Uh, you guys didn't make the 108 any easier for me. Um, so I'm going to take Jordan Addison. I'll take the receiver out of USC. I think Addison's probably as safe as you can get at wide receiver. The production from day one at Pitt, winning the Bolitnikoff, going to USC, kept it going. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be Devonta Smith again. You know, he's going to be that wide receiver two that tears on a wide receiver one range. Yeah, I feel like you always take Addison right before I take Quentin Johnston, who I'm going with here at the 109. Um, I think they're dead even. I think Quentin Johnston is a little bit riskier. I think he has a little bit more upside with his size and athleticism, but he's less of a finished product. He's not much of a route runner because he didn't really need to be in college. But does that matter? DK Metcalf can't run routes either, um, and he couldn't in college. Um, some guys are just good enough at just running and being fast and big, and Quentin Johnston's one of those guys potentially. Uh, I know you like big and fast players, Nelly, but do you like big and average speed players? Because if so, you'll love the 110, and that's Michael Mayer. Now, he's not going to be that tight end that like is going to have the RAS score light up in all green, right? He's not going to be that guy. He's going to have a solid combine. But it's not going to light up in all green. He's not going to be like the most athletic tight end that we've ever seen. That seems to come out every single draft, right? Uh, He's not that guy. What he is is probably one of the most solid tight end prospects basically from his entire college career. Like he's been good since he entered college and he's been good for Notre Dame for three seasons. Like he can block, he can catch passes. He is a first round NFL pick. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. So I'll, I'll take Michael Mayer here at the uh, 110. And with tight end premium, I'll gladly take the tight end over guessing who the running back three should be in this class. I was really hoping you'd let him fall in their spot because it would have been an easy yeah, pick, I, I think, after you know after the uh, the nine that we had. I think I like those 10 players, you know, my top 10 players. Now I think it just gets wild. Because, like you said, I would kind of have to guess who the RB3 is. I think I know who the RB3 will be in the draft. That's not who I'm going to take here. I'm going to take an upside RB, um, and I'm going to take Zach Evans, the running back out of Mississippi here at the 111. Zach Evans is not going to be the third running back off the board in the draft. Um, I don't think losing his spot to Quinchon Judkins was probably good for his NFL draft stock. But I do think Evans has talent, you know, five-star recruit. He's a good athlete. Uh, he's done well consistently in college. If he gets re- day two capital, that's all I, I need, and I'm fine with taking him in the slate first, early second range. Yeah, 
uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's, there's a massive tier here, and I think he leads it off. All right, I'm going to get a little spicy. 112. I'm not going to go with who who I also think will be the third guy off the board. I'm going with a different running back, a little bit more upside. Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU. Now, draft capital is the question here. Well, declaring was the question here. He declared today, so we checked that off. Um, so now it's up to draft capital. Um, I think he's going to get it. He's big. Uh, he's fast. He's He's been explosive in college. He's been efficient in college. He can catch the ball. His his profile reminds me a lot of Kenneth Walker from last year. Uh, same Similar size metrics as well. Kendrick Miller's a little bit taller. Um, but just a, a massive third year with with um, with um, a lot of explosive runs, and and I just think he has a lot of upside because of that him and him and Zach Evans shared a backfield last year, and Kendrick Miller was just a touch more efficient. So like, if you think Zach Evans is good, which I do, uh, Kendrick Miller must also be pretty good. So let's recap the first round here. One hundred one, we have Bijan Robinson, running back out of Texas. One hundred two, Bryce Young. A quarterback from Alabama, 103, Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth, the quarterback out of the Ohio State University, 104, Jameer Gibbs, running back at Alabama, 105, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of the Ohio State University, 106, Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky, 107, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, 108, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC, 109, Quinton Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU, 110, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. 111, Zachary Evans, the running back from Ole Miss. And 112, Kendra Miller, the running back from TCU. Uh, Let's just fire right into this second round here. Uh, Nelly, Kendra Miller was going to be my pick at 201. Uh, I thought I'd be able to get him, but I wasn't positive. Um, So in in this second round here, uh, there's a few different ways I can go. I can go who I have is another really good running back or, or, you know, take who I believe to be the best wide receiver off the board here. I'm going to go wide receiver because I think there's a greater chasm in, in kind of talent between this player, which is Keishon Boutte and the rest of the wide receivers. I think there's a larger gap there than if I were to take a running back here and the rest of the running back group, I think there's a lot of running backs really close together and I would rather try to uh, get a lot more of those later on because it's a little bit of a deeper class there. Um, so I'm going to take Keishan Boutte or Mr. Booty if you're nasty, uh, Mr. Sex Scandal himself. Uh, I'm going to take Boutte allegedly. here at the 201, allegedly. <laughs> um, I'm going to take him here. I think I- I'm not necessarily worried about kind of what's happened over the past few seasons. Like his freshman year was absolutely great. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been um, an entire season of playing with a running quarterback that doesn't throw the ball. So it's really, really interesting to see like how all this is going to uh, shape out. But um, I think with him declaring that basically tells us that he's at least probably going to get top 80, top 75 draft capital. Um, so he's he's going to make an NFL team really, really happy. So I'll take uh, Boutte here at the 201. Well, the 202, I, I'm going to take uh, Kane's favorite player in this draft. That's Sean Tucker, the running back out of Syracuse. Uh, Kane, the notorious <laughs> Sean Tucker hater over here. But, you know, what? once again, I, I think know it's a he risk. was on the track team. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, look, it's a risk like Zach Evans is because if Tucker or Evans pulls an Isaiah Spiller and fall, you know, has bad workouts and falls day three, whatever. 
Like Sean Tucker, A, is not going to have bad workouts. He was a track athlete on Syracuse's track team when he first started there. He's going to run really well. I'm not worried about that. He can catch the football. Um, so I, I feel good about day two capital, and I like the talent here. 203, I'm going to go with the running back that I think we expect to be the third running back off the board in the NFL draft. That's Devin Achain, uh running back out of Texas A&M. Now, I think the, 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 the question mark here, the red flag here is his size. Uh, he's small. Um, but he's a track guy. I mean, he's going to run super fast, right? Uh, and if he if he becomes a pro, he can potentially dedicate his body a little bit more to football, uh, put on a little bit of weight. And I don't think he needs it. He's like pretty compact, and he's a good runner in between the tackles. So uh, usually that's a knock on guys who are small, but he he works with it. His production's been great. I think the draft capital is going to be great. I'll take the risk on the size here. So a lot of people ask us, right, like who are some running backs that you're always trying to leave drafts with? And I think these are two guys that one you can get in the second, one you can potentially get early third. Um, so one guy that I think you can get in the second. Now, I'm not necessarily a big fan of this player, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface that. Um, but Zach Charbonnet, like I think the NFL is going to like not only the multiple years of production, the big body, his ability to catch passes out of the backfield. I think all that added together, like screams at least late day two, potentially early day three. Um, like an NFL team's really going to like him. Um, so I'm going to take him here at the 204. So at the 205, I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt, the receiver out of Tennessee. I, I'm, I feel. I'll say I think it's about 70% that he gets drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. If that happens, he's the Jahan Dotson of this year. You know, he's the Kadarius Tony of this year, but he actually came out early. So I, you know, I think that I don't think he's going to be available to 205 when all said and done. Because if he gets that kind of draft capital, someone's going to take him late first, early second. He has the speed. He lit up, you know, Alabama. Um, Hyatt maybe one dimensional, but I think he's going to be drafted high, and that's who I want to take in the second round. Yeah, I've thought about pulling the trigger on Hyatt the past few picks here. Um, I'll go with kind of the last wide receiver, I think, in that top tier. I'll say inversely, Josh Downs, wide receiver out of UNC, probably has about a 30% chance of going in the first round. Um, it's it's not the same, but if he doesn't, he's going to go in the second round. He, uber productive out of UNC, fast guy, probably a slot guy at the next level. But that doesn't you don't score less points just because you're scoring them out of slot. Um, so I think I think he's going to translate that production to the next level. Uh, I am in a pickle. I thought Josh Downs would would be there for me. To be completely honest, I think. This is another tear break for me. Um, I think there's only one other player that I would potentially put in this. And this is a running back that I think most people would be able to get him in round three. Um, both these guys are not going to be surprised that, again, I'm going to take Chase Brown, um, <laughs> the running back out of Illinois. He was one of the best running backs in college football this past year. Um, he's the reason why Illinois won as many games as as it did. 
He's going to the Senior Bowl. He's one of like three actually talented running backs at the Senior Bowl. So like all three of them are going to show out. Uh, Chase Brown, just very, very good. Also, is going to be very fast at the Combine. Uh, he's going to have good workouts. He's going to be athletic. Like Chase Brown basically is everything you could want out of out of a running back, especially if you're one of those old NFL teams that likes to see multiple years of, of a player being in college, right? He's that four-year guy. Like, he's going to be really, really good in the NFL. And I'm hoping um, late day two, maybe early day three, draft capital for Chase Brown as well. I really thought I was going to get him. I, I, I thought I was going to get him at the 208 because I, I have him above Kendra Miller. I think he's he's better. So... I was, I was, I was like, oh, if Kane's not gonna take him here, I'm definitely taking him. But this we, now, we're talking better. day two capital, right? Oh, I mean, he's, he's gonna, gonna run, run well. I mean, even if it's the forty, he's not great. Like the agility drills are gonna be out of this world. Yeah, I, I, I'm more confident he will get day two capital than Zach Evans or Sean Tucker. To be honest, I agree with that <sighs> second name. <laughs> All three might, you know, but. That's the case. Uh, I'm doing a couple guys I like here, but I, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, the receiver from Boston College here at the 208. Um, he's starting to get a little bit of first-round buzz. I, I don't think it comes to fruition, but early second round, uh, there's a chance he's wide receiver five or six off the board. Another you know talented player that carried that offense at Boston College. And, and Zay Flowers has deep speed, but he also is really good in space. He's hard to tackle. Uh I think he's going to be a fantasy darling. I would imagine Flowers will rise up boards when we get into February, March area. Yeah, I love Flowers. It's it, I, Just a little side note. I mean, all these names, like so many of these guys seem like values, but it's not because there are other guys who are like getting taken too early. There's just too much talent. It all gets pushed down the board. You it's know a good I mean? draft. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, speaking of talent getting pushed down the board, I'll, I'll take Tank Bigsby at 209. Like, I guess there are, as there are with all these running backs, there's draft capital concerns now. He's probably not going to test the best because he's not the, the, the quickest athlete. Um, but he's just a good running back who's been productive all three years in the SEC for Auburn. Um, and he's going to be a guy who has a role in the NFL, almost undoubtedly. So. Yeah, tool. I mean, that feels like a steal. Oh, that was you keep just sniping me. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I think if if one thing I've learned from this draft is with those second and third round picks, like just try and hit as many running backs as possible. Um, next one up for me is um, out of pit. That's Izzy Abanaconda. Like I, I think he's solid enough um, to at least get some buzz. I, I think that we're in this chasm of do you want potentially like a a late day two wide receiver, or do you want a kind of more upside running back? And uh, Abanaconda is that upside running back for me um, at this spot, so I'll take him at the two ten here. Eleven. I'm going to go with a guy that I like. Um, I don't know. I feel I feel kind of on an island still, but I'm going to take Rasheed Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU. Um, 
super productive CFF players know him well. Rasheed Rice was uh, always money, and I, he has the size. He he is a great contested catcher. He's a, a decent route runner. I think there's a lot to like about him coming into a system where he can kind of learn some of the nuances and not drop the ball as much, hopefully. But once again, I think Rasheed Rice is going to get top 50, top 60 capital, and if that happens, this is a nice spot at the end of the second. Why do you always have a my guy that drops passes? This is two years in a row. Because I don't think it matters in the NFL that much. I don't think it matters <laughs> for fantasy that much. I don't think it's that big a deal. That, that's, I why. <laughs> that's why. I, I think that's why. I, I don't negative it as much as some other people. Dropping a lot of passes means you're getting a lot of balls thrown your way. Uh, 212, uh, Dwayne McBride, uh, NCAA rushing leader this year out of uh, Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. Um, I think has caught two or three passes in his entire college career, but made up for that with his production on the ground. I think this is another upside shot. I mean, you don't often see G5 early declares, and yet this was like not that much in doubt because he was so good there. Um, so. I think he's going to be an early down bruiser in the NFL. Another guy who's going to find a role almost undoubtedly. Let's recap the second round. And now if you're thinking, where's the place that I could do some of these fun mock drafts? Easy answer for you. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit the description, click the link into the discord. It's completely free to be participating in some of these rookie mocks, these Debbie mocks. Um, There's always one going on. We got another Debbie mock going on right now. And as soon as that's done, it's just another rookie mock right after that. So um, join the Discord. It's fun. It's uh, completely free to join. So feel free to check that out. Join well over 600 people uh, just that want to talk about football all year round, whether that's CFF stuff, C2C stuff, whether that's Dynasty and trades and, and NFL draft. Like, it's all in there. So so go and check it out. But at 201, it was Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver from LSU. 202, Sean Tucker, running back from Syracuse. 203, Devin Chain, running back from Texas A&M. 204, Zach Charbonnet, running back from UCLA. 205, Jalen Hyatt, uh, wide receiver from Tennessee. Uh, 206, Josh Downs, wide receiver from UNC. 207, Chase Brown, running back at Illinois. 208, Zay Flowers, wide receiver at Boston College. 209, Tank Bigsby, running back at Auburn. 210, Izzy Abanacanda. Uh, the running back at Pitt, 211, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver uh, at SM- SMU, and 212, Dwayne McBride, running back at UAB. Now let's just quick run through a third round here before Shane teaches us something. Uh, Nelly wanted a uh, upside shift. I'm going to I'm gonna really put the clutch in and bring it back down here. I'm going to take Marvin Mims. Um, I don't think it's necessarily an upside play, but – Three years down the road, Nelly's going to say, why is he still in the NFL? It's because he just keeps catching passes and he finds the soft spot in zones. That's really it. Christian Kirk. I was going Marvin Mims if you didn't. Yeah. I like, he always has the narrative that Nelly hates Marvin Mims and he doesn't. I love Marvin Mims. He does. I love it every time. I love it every time. I bet you he's higher in my rankings than yours. Actually, I think we checked that. rankings come out. Okay, yeah. Which, Which you can also out. get in the Discord if you join the Secret Chopper program. Uh, yeah. uh, 302, I'm going to take Cedric Tillman, wide receiver Tennessee, someone who will be drafted probably two rounds higher than Marvin Mims. I will take him here. Uh, 303, Tajay Spears running back out of Tulane. I think this dude's a stud. Uh, productive there. He's just – he's got some juice. 
I think the NFL is going to like him. I think he has a chance to go in the third round. I have myself on mute. 304. Um, I'm going to take the uh, running back that I think is going to surprise just about everyone that wasn't really uh, tied into Texas football, and that's Roshan Johnson, uh, the running back there that'll be at the Senior Bowl that's really going to tear it up, really tear up the Senior Bowl, I think. 305, uh, we are in tight end premium, so I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah, probably the third tight end off the board in the draft, but I I think he has some of that Kelsey Kittle upside, being a blocker, being a good zone receiver, good athleticism. I think he has kind of the full package. 306, Kenny McIntosh running back out of Georgia. Just more, I think he's another day two running back, if there's room for him. I mean, all these guys we think are, but these guys are legitimately talented. McIntosh is no different. Best back on that team this year that won the national championship. Very good receiver, and he's a big back, too. Uh, I play in a lot of PPR leagues, especially some that give extra bonuses to uh, running backs that catch passes. Um, Deuce Vaughn is going to catch a lot of passes. Um, I'm going to take him here. I think he's just also just really fun to have on your fantasy team. Well, we, we, we have, how, how long has it been since we've taken a quarterback in this draft? <laughs> in a the long Super time. Draft. I think the 107. 107, yeah, Andy Richardson. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take one here at the 308. The next quarterback will come off the board. I'm going to take Hendon Hooker, quarterback out of Tennessee. He's he's old. He had the ACL injury. I don't know if he I probably goes round four, but uh, I still like his talent if he goes to a good situation. End of the third, worth worth a swing. At the 309, I'm going to take a tight end who won a national championship this year, and that's Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State. Um, either the second or third tight end off the board, it sounds like, in NFL draft circles. Um, another guy who I think is just – he's big and he's athletic. Um, and with draft capital comes opportunity, and that's – he could take advantage of that. Uh, give me the really fast wide receiver that can also go over the middle, and that's Chuck Sizzle out of Purdue or Charlie Jones. Um, he's just really good, man. He tore up just about every team that he played. Like, he's just good, and he's going to tear up the senior bowl, too. Like, 311, it wouldn't be a rookie draft without me taking a small school player. So I'm going to take Andre Yasivas, wide receiver out of Princeton here, another senior bowl wide receiver, uh, another track athlete who really came into his own this year. I I think he is going to have a great senior bowl, and if he does, I don't know, round three, maybe push it, but uh, it could happen. I should have gone him at 309 just to see the look on your face. <laughs> 312, I'll go another tight end, uh, Luke Mosgrave, who I think is maybe the most athletic tight end in this class out of Oregon State. Um, he was on the freak list, just wasn't very healthy this year, but he started off the season great. I think he goes day two, and we love that athleticism at tight end. Uh, so that is the third round here. Let's recap that real quick. 301, Marvin Mims, wide receiver at Oklahoma. Two, uh, 302, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver at Tennessee. Uh, 303, Tajay Spears, running back at Tulane. 304, Rojo or Roshan Johnson, uh, the running back at Texas. 305, Dalton Kincaid, tight end at Utah. 306, Kenny McIntosh, running back at Georgia. 307, Deuce Vaughn, running back at K-State. 
Uh, 308, Hendon Hooker, quarterback at Tennessee. 309, Tucker Craft, uh, tight end at SDSU or South Dakota State University. 310, Chuck Sizzler, Charlie Jones out of uh, Purdue. 311, Andre Iasivas, wide receiver out of Princeton. And 312, Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State. I I don't disagree with with Nelly here because I kind of do like Kraft. I like Kraft more, and I kind of like Musgrave pretty close. But like no Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. Uh, I think people have questions, but like he's he's going to block a lot, and so I think for fantasy more than reality, it's a tough tough sell. Yeah, and there's a few that you know. There's going to be a lot of talk about guys like Anaya Smith, right? Um, coming out of Georgia, where he kind of fits into NFL drafts. You have Nathaniel Dell and Dante Demas and Rakeem Jarrett, um, Xavier Hutchinson, some other guys that are going to be on the on that board. You're going to hear a lot of talk about some additional tight end or quarterbacks, excuse me, see if they can kind of push up whether that's Stetson Bennett, Jaron Hall, Tanner McKee, Jake Hayner, like those sort of guys that could kind of push into uh, potentially these back ends of these rookie drafts. So uh, keep on the lookout for those. And uh, maybe when we do another mock draft, maybe those pop in there but for now shane needs to teach us something because he hasn't taught me anything in a few weeks it's been it's been a while kane so uh who, who do you think was the worst president in american history do you have any uh right off the tippy top i'm gonna guess old hickory <laughs> all right is president number seven andrew jackson yeah which i think you can make an argument for you know looking back uh, I think it's impressive. I knew he was president number seven, and that he and old Hickory. I think the nickname too is pretty impressive. That's pretty good. There's got to be a backstory uh, there. How do you know that? <laughs> do you not know his nickname's Old Hickory? I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know my president <laughs> at all, though. Okay. Like um, Jackson generally um, then doesn't... it has to be JQA. John Quincy Adams. Um, he's, he's usually down the yeah, list, he, right? Not a not great president. He actually did better after yeah. his presidency. He went into Congress. Um, but you know, generally the, the worst or close to it is, is James Buchanan, um, and Andrew Johnson are usually the two worst. They're the two that bookended Abraham Lincoln. So you kind of, you know, kind of got screwed there, but James Buchanan was, um, he's the one that kind of just let the civil war happen. He just like did nothing. I was like, yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, only president for Pennsylvania, by the way, so we're repping good. Um, but, you know, one reason James Buchanan may have been the worst, and I, uh, real quick, because I thought Kane might like it as he's enjoyed his sidecars on our second podcast. Um, James Buchanan liked to drink a lot. And as a senator before he was president, um, there are records of him buying 10 gallons of whiskey per week just for himself from a D.C. whiskey merchant. And, you know, he didn't limit himself to just whiskey. He also drank Madeira and Sherry. Um, and there's a, a, a journalist that actually wrote, like, he literally never, act, never acted drunk, never seemed drunk because he could drink so much and had such a high tolerance that he literally was drinking 10 gallons a week of whiskey. Probably was doing that as president to maybe contributed to the poor performance for him. I think that's still cool. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Good tolerance. Yeah, look, look, people talk about how like screwed up politicians are today, but like he was just perpetually drunk for four years. Yeah. You know who who was the wheel of cheese president? Um, I think that was Andrew Jackson. 
Will cheese. Another reason why I know Old Hickory. Will cheese. Was he the wheel of cheese? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. It was Andrew Jackson. Yep. I, I think it's cool that you can Google up. "wheel of cheese" president. And that <laughs> you can get which uh, I don't know how I don't know how how long ago I did that one, but that was, it's been a while. It's fourteen hundred pound wheel of cheese. How cool! Just whoever wanted to eat it, come and eat it in the White House. <laughs> That's great. Oh, uh, well, open. let's let's get into our buys and sells here. Uh, Nelly, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I can go first. Um, I'm buying Trey Benson for running back uh, from Florida State, uh, who I don't think is really – he's probably not on Debbie rosters right now. I think he's probably um, he's probably going to be available in your supplemental drafts, but he's, he's going to be on rosters in, in your C2C leagues. Um, I think they're making a commitment to him as they're starting running back next year. He, he split some time this year with Treshawn Ward, but Treshawn Ward transferred out. And um, he got hurt towards the end of the year. Ward did, and and Benson really took advantage and, and put together a string of really nice games. He, he's a big back. Um, I think he he was uh, top five in the country in in like broken tackle metrics. Um, I, I think he's a, he's a guy who could rise. He reminds me a little bit of Javante Williams in that sense, just in play style, uh, playing in the ACC. Uh, my cell is going to be Will Shipley running back out of Clemson. Um, I, I just think we've had drafts. Uh, we've had a couple Devi drafts going on in our Discord, uh, and he constantly goes in the early second round. And I just I don't think he is going to be able to improve on his value from there. Like I think there are a couple backs in that class that are definitely going to go over him. I think we're going to see guys who are below him that are going to rise. I think Donovan Edwards is better than him. Um I don't know. I just, he has a ceiling and he's kind of being drafted at it. So I just, I would be selling him right now. Uh, my unknown is Malik Neighbors, who I love, um, but apparently everyone else does too, which I didn't really realize because he's been going in the second round of um, of our Devi mocks. I just think that's a little bit too early. Um, we don't know what's going on next year at LSU with their quarterback situation. It's probably going to be Jaden Daniels again, which isn't really good for Malik Neighbors. Um, I think he's like fourth, fifth wide receiver in this class. I don't think, um, I don't think he's on the same level as like Xavier Worthy, who I've seen someone offer that trade to to myself. They offered me uh, Xavier Worthy for uh, Malik Neighbors, and that to me, I, that's that's no contest. That's definitely Worthy still. So I like him a lot, but if his value keeps going up like this, I think it's he probably gets into sell territory. Shane, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Um, my buy is is for your dynasty drafts. I am going to buy late 2023 firsts for late 2024 seconds, or maybe even grab an early 2023 second. I mean, you just listen to the draft. I think that late first, early second range, you know, you're talking about Kayshawn Boutte and, and Devin Achain talking about top 50 NFL draft picks that are getting capital that are going to play immediately. Um, and I think people are going to hype up the 2024 class a little bit too much. So kind of the opposite of last year, I think you can get these 2023 picks potentially um, might, might be worth doing. My sell is uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Um, he's good. He, he'll be back. I'm, I'm not questioning that, but I do have fear of 
you know, what what happens if he gets another concussion or two? Does he pull an Andrew Luck? Does he hang him up? He's not someone that's, you know, super needy for money. I mean, he, he could do broadcasting Alabama. Like, there's a ton he could do. So, like, I have some fear there. He has the weapons. How talented is he? I'd rather have Dak Prescott still. Give me Trey Lance plus. Give me Deshaun Watson plus. Give me Daniel Jones plus plus. Um, we talked about it, Nelly and I, in the second podcast a bit. But I, I'm going to look to move my two shares. My unknown is Josh Jacobs, running back for the Ra- Raiders right now. Uh, going to be a free agent. Will he get signed back there? What will that offense look like with a new quarterback? Is he ever going to be this productive again? Um, I, I almost think like people don't value him highly, so it almost makes me want to buy. But at the same time, uh, looking at some startup ADP, it looks like he's trending upwards because he did lead the league in rushing. Uh, so I'm not sure where I stand with him. Um, so because I help make these rules, I'm going to give you two buys. Uh, the first being uh, buy Marvin Harrison Jr. This is the cheapest you're ever going to get him. So, like, just a heads up there. Uh, my other buy is Trevor Etienne, the running back at Florida. I think if you're wondering, like, who's going to be the other wide receivers that we talk about a lot in the 25 class, I think there's a better chance that Trevor Etienne is uh, RB3 for me in that 25 class than than anyone else by the time the NFL draft comes around. Um my sell is an NFL guy. It's Jahan Dotson. We're going to get into this period where a lot of people are going to expect rookies to take their next step forward. Um, I don't quite see that happening, right? We're still going to have Terry McLaurin um, in an offense that's not going to be that great with with somehow uh, still a bad quarterback after like eight years, it feels like. Um, so he's he's my sell. And my unknown stock is Quinn Ewers. Now, we talked about this a little bit in the Discord that I, I really wanted to talk about this situation, right? And so I might be wrong, but this is how, how I kind of view things, and this is why Quinn Ewers is my unknown stock. Either Quinn Ewers is good, good this next year and goes into the NFL, right? Or if he's bad, he might not finish the season with Arch Manning at Texas as well. Um so there's no way that he gets a second season at Texas. At that point, the value goes down. But if he is good, then the value presumably goes up just a little bit. Um, so I'm not really sure what to do with Quinn Ewers. I think the safer pick, because I think these two are pretty much neck and neck in in my rankings and kind of neck and neck um, in kind of Debbie drafts. But I think I'd rather have the safety of Arch Manning for now over Quinn Ewers but feel free to uh, disagree with me. It, it, it's, it's tough. Um, I, I, I agree. I don't, I think when does have a longer leash than we're, than you're giving him. Uh, like, I, I don't think they're going to want to put Arch Manning in there as much as anyone. Sure. Say. But my, my main point is I don't think we get two more years of Quinn Ewer starting, right? Like, no, there's I mean, no way that Quinn Ewer starts starts in 24 right that's kind of my point that that arch manning starts in 24 that that's what's going to happen yeah i I agree with that good now 
I'm with you too. I mean, I think in terms of separate the prospect right now from the at like from a, a value asset, like Arch Manning is extremely safe right now because he's not going to play this this year. Uh, and then next year he's going to be the starter, like unquestioned, and and his value is going to go up just slightly because we'll we'll be a year closer to him playing. Like he is, he's a very insulated asset right now. He's essentially like a pick. Quinn Ewers is like super volatile. Like if he goes out there and struggles right away, his value is going to plummet. And if he does well, he can rise. Right, he has that ability. So there is a little bit more risk reward there. I think it's a little bit one-sided in terms of I think there's a little bit more downside than upside at his current price. Um, but I mean I'm with you. I would take I would take Manning over Ewers right now in the draft. I think it's close. And I think you said that. I think you said it pretty perfectly, but I do agree. Uh so you know, I just did this Debbie mock draft. I was at the one eleven. I took Arch Manning over Quinn Ewers. I would do it again. I, I have absolutely no problem doing that. Um so make sure you join the Discord. Make sure you join these uh, Devi mock drafts, the rookie mock drafts, all these mock drafts we got going on. Um, and join the conversation over in the Discord. We're having a blast over there um, with a ton of people that just want to talk football all the time. But that's it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. On behalf of Shane, uh, Nelly, and myself, just want to say thanks so much for listening. And we appreciate every single one of you.